welcome to Brain Chat with the Nerdy Neurologist. I'm Dr. Mitzi Joy Williams, and I'm your board-certified neurologist and MS specialist. My mission is to engage, educate, and empower those affected by MS to become an active part of their healthcare team. Here on Brain Chat, we'll be talking all things MS, health and wellness, advocacy, and we'll throw a little bit of music and music therapy in there as well. Thank you so much for joining us, and stay tuned for the next episode. Happy Monday and welcome to Brain Chat. It's Dr. Mitzi, the nerdy neurologist here. I'm very excited to talk with you guys again about one of my favorite topics, yoga. So I'm going to go ahead and start introducing our guests. All right. First, we have Mindy Eisenberg. She's the founder and director of Yoga Moves MS. I'm very excited to have her on tonight. Um, Yoga Moves MS is a nonprofit that's dedicated to improving the quality of life for individuals with MS, Parkinson's disease, and neuromuscular conditions. She is the author of Adaptive Yoga Moves Anybody, which is created for people with MS and neuromuscular conditions, and adaptive yoga cards, which I'd love to hear a little bit more about. Daily yoga moves for all ages and all abilities. She has provided yoga therapy to people with mobility challenges for over 15 years. Um, And she also uh, uh, had experience as a healthcare administrator at the University of Michigan, and that helps with her ability to bring the yoga moves philosophy to the masses. She's got a new program called Holistic Health and Wellness Forum for MS that she started in 2019. And last year's event, Um, was nationally recognized uh, by holistic and clinical specialists. And since COVID, she lives with her family and Daisy Dogs in Franklin, Michigan. And she taught and she offers adaptive yoga classes online. All right. Thank you so much, Mindy, for joining us. I'll bring you up in just a minute. And then we've got Candace Shelton, one of my favorite people, Candace, and I met through a class, a fitness class called Bounce Fitness. So if you've ever seen Dr. Mitzi on her Instagram with those bouncy boots jumping up and down where it looks like she's going to break her neck, but she didn't break her neck. Um, That is where I met Candace Shelton. She's an amazing nutrition and fitness expert. Um, She is also a certified in yoga, a yoga instructor, as well as certified in adaptive yoga. So we are going to have an awesome conversation. Um, And everybody's homework is going to be to go home and do some kind of yoga, or if you're at home, do some yoga at home. All right, perfect. So let's bring up our wonderful guests. Hi, Mindy. Hi, Candice. Welcome to Brain Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about yoga. But before we do that, um, why don't you guys just tell us a little bit about what got you interested in yoga, what got you in this space, um, and then we'll go into some other questions. And for those of you who are uh, tuning in, um, you can always put questions in the chat and we will do our question and answer period at the end of the program. All right, so let's jump right in. We'll start with uh, Mindy. All right, I got addicted to yoga. Um, A friend took me to a class and then I was going daily. Did that for about 10 years and kept saying, you know, I really should take teacher training. And then finally did it. And at the same time, got really interested in yoga therapy. And as soon as I finished these studies and certifications, I got invited to volunteer at the MS Society and at an MS clinic near me. They knew my mom had MS. She had progressive MS. And so we just dived in and I'm like, whoa, these guys are feeling better after this class. 
we should do some more of this. And the classes started to grow. And now we have, well, before pre-COVID, we had seven live in-person classes. Um, and now we have daily virtual classes. So, amazing. yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. been an amazing journey. It's been so rewarding. Um, the students have been amazing. They inspire me almost every day. And we built such, uh, one of my friends and colleagues calls us the mighty the mighty yoga moves MS community. So. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love it. And what about you, Candace? So I am a fitness and nutrition professional, as you mentioned, and um, I really use mindset, meals, and movement, right, for to help people to reach their goals. And I got into it um, a little bit different from the from the fitness side, but I got into it after I went through my own weight loss journey. Right. So I lost 60 pounds. I was overweight, got to a certain point in life where I'm just like, I, I got to do something different. And I did lost the weight, got into fitness. And I literally remember it like it was yesterday. My very first yoga class. Um, it was a hot yoga class out in California. It was called Bikram Yoga. I went with my mom. Now, I didn't know anything about it. What? I was OK. I just took my mat. Right. And <laughs> went to this class. Um, and that's when they heat the room up. Right. So right. And literally all I could do was lay there because it was so hot. But the <laughs> benefits afterwards. Mm. Right. So you detoxed and your muscles are all elongated and, ev and everything in the moment. I was like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? But afterwards, I was like, oh, yeah. I could do this. Right. So when I went through my journey of weight loss and getting certified to be a, a professional, a fitness professional, I knew yoga had to be on the list. It had to be on the list. So that's how I got here. Awesome. And for me, it was really like I bought a membership to a gym. Right. They had a list of classes and I was like, I think I'm going to just try every class that they have. Right. So I did Zumba. I did dance aerobics. I did step aerobics. And I was like, well, let me try one of these yoga classes. Um, and the thing that I loved about yoga is that it really helped me to focus my attention. So if anybody knows me, they know I'm always doing a hundred things at the same time. And so, you know, the teacher would be like, okay, stand on one foot. And if I'm thinking about the 10 things that I have to do when I leave, I'm going to fall over. I can't do it. You know? And then the other thing that I really loved about it was that it brought attention to certain areas of my body where I held stress. So I remember the first class, the teacher's like, get your shoulders out of your ears. And so she would go around and talk to everybody and She'd be like, get your shoulders out of your ears. And then I'd be like, and she'd be like, get your shoulders out of your ears. I'd be like, <laughs> and my shoulders would keep squeezing. I was like, oh my God, I'm doing this all day. No yeah. wonder my neck hurts, yeah, you know? Exactly. And so it was really just those kind of immediate benefits that I noticed some, somewhat like what you said, Candice, but the ability to focus and kind of training my mind to focus and then kind of looking at the areas of muscle tension. So Yep. All right. So let's dig a little bit into it. So let's start off with this question, right? Mm -hmm. We see it on t-shirts. We see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. What does namaste mean, right? A lot of people are walking around <laughs> saying namaste. They don't know what namaste means. You know, they have the t-shirts that say namaste in bed and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> what does namaste mean? It means something, right? So people should know what it means before they wear it on a shirt, um, you know, that rhymes with something else that they would like to say. Anybody want to take that one? I should have brought Felix down, my daisy dog, because he does uh -huh. namaste on command. Really? 
I'll yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> the screen. He knows from all the classes. He comes down and greets everyone. But um, so one of the definitions is that the light in me, we acknowledge that everybody is filled with light um, and light and love. And so we acknowledge that usually at the end of a class. It's, you know, a lot of different mm-hmm. cultures do this naturally, right? Mm-hmm. So many. They're either, it's, it's a way of gratitude and it's a way to acknowledge that my light bows to your light with gratitude. Mm-hmm. So acknowledging that everybody has meaning and purpose and love and um, it's really, it, it, it has, it, it, it brings meaning and intent to the practice. It's a really nice way to end it. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing I would just add to that um, is honor. Like she said, you know, everyone, I see the light in you, you see the light in me, but also like I honor you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I see your light. I honor you. So I would kind of add to that. Um, but, yeah, she she nailed it. Absolutely. So now we talked about namaste, right? Because that's the most common phrase that people kind of hear and it's in the popular culture. But, you know, I think that people should know that it does mean something, right? It's something beyond a certain phrase. So let's dial back and let's talk about what is yoga, right? You know, some people say I did some yoga, but maybe they just sat in the bed and touched their toes, right? So what is yoga? What is What does it mean to practice yoga? You know, and that actually... For that person, that could be what the definition of yoga means, because I I feel like it means something for for everyone. It means something different. Right. People come to to do yoga for the the physical benefits. Right. If they do like a power yoga class where they actually build up a sweat and things like that. Um, or someone could come for the mind-body connection, like the harmony and the rest and the and the restoration, right? Restorative yoga is what I love, love, love. That is my jam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it means something a little differently for everyone. But I think overall, what I would say is just bringing harmony to your mind and body. But again, that might mean something a little different to someone who's in it for, um, for a power yoga class where you're constantly moving mm-hmm. versus gentle yoga class where you're in a restorative position for like 10 minutes, right. To really relax into it. Um, mm-hmm. So overall it's just bringing harmony kind of to mind and body, but that may mean something different for each person. I love that. What are your thoughts, Mindy? Yeah, I would just add that what may, you know, a lot of people get scared when they hear the word yoga. I can't do yoga. So um, I have some friends, I've stuck with the word yoga, but um, who say mindful movement instead. And so that we're integrating movement with mindfulness or breath. And that really is the fundamental element of yoga is breathing. And, you know, if as long as you're breathing, you can do yoga. Just like what you said, if you're in bed, you could touch your toes. But the element of breathing would be married with that idea. So any movement, lifting your arm up, you know, you inhale, you lift the arm, you exhale, you lower the arm. It makes it more like what you said about the balance. You have to be there. If you're focusing on your breath, you can only be right there. Um, So... It it brings you into the body. When we're talking about mindfulness with the body, we're talking about feeling sensation. 
Um, so what does it really feel like to lift your arm up? You know, is it, does it feel heavy? Does it feel light? Is there pain? Does it feel like a good stretch? So that those are sensations and that makes it different as well. So we got breath and sensation that really bring in the mindfulness to the movement. It doesn't have yeah, to be some fancy pose. Right. And, you know, so, and I really love the mindfulness part, right? So I'm a big mindfulness advocate and I actually have another show that I've dedicated just to meditation um, because I think it's so important, but yoga um, is really about being present in the moment, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, listening to our bodies, sensing those areas that maybe need attention or, you know, understanding what those movements really feel like, because usually we're moving and doing something else and we're always Mm -hmm. distracted. And so one of the things I love about it is that it just gives you that time to kind of calm your mind and focus on being present and uh, really focus on what you're doing. So now you guys have mentioned a couple of different things. I know that Candice mentioned hot yoga. She mentioned restorative yoga. Let's talk a little bit about the different types of yoga. So I am a, I love restorative yoga. So my favorite pose is Shavasana and I could just <laughs> lay in Shavasana all day. And for those of you that don't know what Shavasana is, it's like you just lay on your back and you just chill. It's like my right. moment, you know, the children can step over me. They can tear the house down. If I'm in Shavasana, I'm okay. straight, you know, right. so let's talk a little bit about these different types of yoga. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 when it comes to yoga, there are, like you said, there are many different types, but you can, I kind of clump them into either kind of the, the gentle type of yoga um, or a more active kind of yoga, right? So you can have a yoga that it seems like uh, a CrossFit class, right? Like you like, you know, you're moving and, you know, what seems like a squat, it's not a squat, but you know, it's chair pose, but you know, it seems like that. But then you could also have a more gentle style of yoga, like yin or restorative. But I think for people, um, it's about really doing a little bit of research on the front end, right? If you want to get into yoga, it's about kind of knowing, because I've had many of people to say, um, well, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. Yoga is not mm, about, that's <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I, it's not I, necessarily... it's like, that's why you do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. well, yeah, that is one of the reasons. The other thing, the other reason is just to relax and things like that. But I think it's important for people to understand the types of yoga, because even within the gentle yoga, there's um, like yin and restorative. I personally am not able to do yin because there's a lot of forwarding, uh, forward folds. And because I have a herniated disc in my back, um, it's just not good for my body, right? Restorative is a better, um, a better format. But even within like the restorative world, um, when I went through my teacher training, restorative yoga at that studio was much, much different than restorative yoga at, um, at another gym that I teach at, right? That yoga that restorative yoga was more so for um, medically prescribed yoga versus a restful style of yoga. So there's many, many different types and just kind of doing some research on the front end. And if you're interested in a class, a studio and instructor, reach out to them. They would be happy <laughs> to explain to you what their class or their style is about. You know, I love that. 
Anything you want to add, Mindy? Anything you want to add? You know, I lost you for a minute. I That's got okay. We got you. We got you back. Uh, I was going to say, you know, I got my uh, yoga bolster here. You know, these. so okay. we use stuff like this in the restorative yeah. or pillows. It doesn't have to be fancy uh, props, um, but blankets and blocks yeah. and pillows to make it comfortable. I think the, you know, uh, to piggyback on what you said about restorative versus yin, we're a, I see a lot of difference in terms of benefit for people. And unfortunately, yoga gets a bad rap or, it, you know, it used to. I think we're getting a little bit more away from that. But alignment yoga versus non-alignment yoga. So where we're not paying attention to alignment, the alignment really helps people to feel more safe. And so things like these props help to... Help, to help people get into the posture that's going to be safe for their body and comfortable for their body um, and do no harm. Um, so it's really important to find the class that fits for your body. Um, right. I have to be like really hypermobile. So I don't need to do a lot of that yin stuff. In fact, it might be too much. Um, I might be better trying to build strength up. Um, so that's what's really nice about yoga is you can tailor it to to yourself and what your needs are or to the students that you're working with. Which is really extremely important population of especially people who live with the disease like MS, right? One of the things we talk about is how everybody is so different. And one of the reasons I think it's so important to educate and for people to be empowered um, is to recognize that you can search around and kind of find the right thing for you, right? So if you try something and maybe that isn't the right type of class, it doesn't mean you throw the whole thing out. Maybe you need to try something a little bit different. The other thing that I love about yoga is that there's a level for everyone, right? So I tell people all the time, if you can twist your leg around your head, great. I can't do that. Right? Um, but if what you can do is stand with both of your feet together and hold your hands like this, there's a level for you too. You know, so you can grow in your yoga practice. And if you can start doing something simple and, you know, advance to something else, great. But if you continue with that simple, then maybe that's what, you know, you're supposed to be doing to maintain the function that you have. And there's just so many different um, ways that you can get into it um, and that it can benefit you um, regardless as to what your level of flexibility or fitness level is. All right. Very cool. So now let's talk a little bit about adaptive yoga. So what is adaptive yoga? So one of the things that many of my patients are concerned about with yoga is Mindy, as you said, or Candice, as you said, I'm not flexible, but for a person who has uh, muscle weakness or other symptoms like spasticity, it can sometimes be even a little more daunting, right? Because you got the folks that say, I'm not flexible. And then on top of that, you know, my leg gets tight or spasms up, you know, how, what does adaptive yoga mean? And how is that a benefit for people um, who may have chronic, you know, neuromuscular issues like multiple sclerosis? Yeah, I think um, Mindy, she she actually led into that when she brought out her bolster and her blocks and straps and <laughs> pillows and more pillows. <laughs> right. And, and actually, I have a purple one as well. <laughs> so um, It is about I me. Mean, yoga is not one size fits all. Right. There's a certain um, misconception of a yogi looks a certain way. 
That is absolutely not the case. I mean, they are all kinds of shapes and sizes and flexibilities or not, you know, just they're all kinds of things. And adaptive or accessibility yoga takes all of that and still allows you to do what your level of yoga is. It could be chair yoga. It could be using a thousand pillows and two blocks. It could be using just a strap. But whatever that is, it's meeting you where you are to still mm. allow you to have the movement and the benefits of yoga. That's what I would say it is. I love it. And Mindy's got a nice chair there. We said we yes. let us do a couple I demonstrations at the end. <laughs> and curves, just so you can see, like, you know, we have, um, and they do, they cut, you know, yogis don't look a specific way, but yep. here's Marcia. I don't know if you can see her. She's doing number four pose or gentleman's pose mm -hmm. on the mat. And then if we turn the back, we've got three different versions of that pose. Mm -hmm. Tony's seated, Terry's on the mat and pigeon. So, you know, there's just, there's different ways to put your hands and blankets. And like you said, or straps to help you get into the pose. We're not jamming people into poses, but rather mm -hmm. making the poses work for them. And you know what? I remember when I did my, um, my, my training for adaptive or accessibility yoga, my, my yoga instructor, she said, if you can't reach the floor with your hand, that's totally fine. We're going to bring the floor to you, right? Absolutely. So we're going to build up the floor with blocks, right? You don't have to go all the way down. We can pull the floor to you. So, you know, that's what adaptive yoga is, adapting your environment so you can still get the benefit. Absolutely. Right. So Absolutely. we can lift the floor. We can lift yep. the floor. So I think I might get cut off. But so if we were doing a forward fold, the floor yep. moves up. Instead of me having to touch down there, we can build it up. Mm -hmm. I love yep. it. I love it. So you can adjust it, right? So we use the tools like the blocks, the bolsters, blankets. I use lots of blankets. Yes. <laughs> and my blocks. Right. Um, you know, and, and it helps, right? It helps us to get um, into a position that's comfortable, right? Because we don't want to be stretching, you know, to the point where it's painful, right? So we're not right. trying to be in pain, um, right. but we do want to derive some of that benefit. And in terms of people with different body types, I remember my first class, you know, I was one of the youngest people in the class. I think I went in the middle of the day because at the time I was um, training, you know, and so so I could have these classes sometimes in the middle of the day. And like everybody was like, you know, um, a little bit older than me. So there was a lady who was like in her 60s. And I mean, she was doing some poses and I was <laughs> she was putting me to shame. And I was like, oh, my God, like these people are running circles around me. So oh, you really you're not supposed to be looking at them. Yeah, I'm not supposed to be right. But it was my first it was my first go around. I'm like, oh, OK. You're I'm like, am I the only person who can't like do a split in here? You know, so, um, but again, you don't have to look a certain way, right? It right. can be for everybody, mm -hmm. no matter what yep. your body type, no matter what your mm -hmm. fitness level, no matter what your ability level, there's something mm -hmm. that everybody can do. So I love that about yoga. So before we um, do a couple of demonstrations here, let's talk a little bit about some of the specifics for certain symptoms of yoga, so uh, certain symptoms of MS. 
One of the things that I do like to talk to my patients about are there certain symptoms that can really be um, that yoga be, can really be beneficial to help things like spasticity, right? Spasticity is tightness of the muscles. So for some people, it can be like a cramping, like a Charlie horse. For some people, they feel like there's a rubber band, like something constricting their muscles. Other people feel like they worked out for an hour, but they didn't actually work out. Their muscles just feel like that. Yeah. Um, so how can yoga... Um, help with spasticity or muscle tightness? So we got these props here. Yes, this is a cane and we use it as a prop um, and also the strap. So we can do all kinds of stretches from the chair to help with um, spasticity. Very often spasticity is in the leg, right? So we can put a strap around the foot and then this might be stretch. Can you see me? I can't tell if I'm mm-hmm. cut off. Mm-hmm. We can see. Um, so we might, the leg might be down and this might be a stretch, just gently pulling the, you know, flexing the toes towards you, towards your knee, or um, we might lift the leg up. So then now we got strengthening coming on here, pushing the heel away. So that might be a stretch. We also might put the leg on a second chair, which could be extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, So we tell people, and it does happen sometimes, you know, when I first started teaching this, people were spazzing and like, I'm going to win that spasm. I'm just going to sit here until this leg stops spasming. You know, this is when I was new to this pretty much. There was only one or two teachers out there doing this and I didn't have anybody to teach me except the students. And we realized that that wasn't going to work. So when someone started to spasm, we learned to back off. So if it's spasm, back off, let it calm down, maybe massage the leg. I'm really into massage. Um, Me too. Been better to go get a massage, right? <laughs> and so, um, and that's something we sometimes we teach self-massage in class as well. And then go back in again. So, to, and then the breathing. Mm-hmm. I've had students tell me that their spasticity gets better just from the breathing practice alone. Mm. Yeah, because anxiety will make it worse. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. You know, the thing about it, um, and and one of the things that I always tell my patients, the people that I get to serve, is that you are the best expert on your own body, right? Absolutely. So even though we, as uh, people who provide a service, whether it is yoga, whether it's fitness instruction, whether it's medical advice or medical plans, you know, we kind of have. A, broad, a broader view, but we have to tailor that specifically to you and you help teach us how to treat you. Right. Always. Um, and so I, I love that, that, you know, you look at the, you know, the people that you're working with and say, okay, this yeah. is not quite working. Let's dial back and let's yeah. try something else. So we're yeah. all learning together, right? We have a base of knowledge, but when we're dealing with each specific person, we have to look at that individual's needs and kind of tailor that program to them. And, you um, know, just asking for feedback, like, you know, are you feeling a stretch yet? Let's stay here for a moment. Are you feeling a stretch now? Because very often people want it like right away. But if we sit with it for a little bit of time, sometimes the stretch starts to creep in instead of going too fast in. And so what we learn is that we're constantly communicating and the person learning the yoga is learning to communicate with their own body. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I was actually going to, Mindy, touch. you guys both touched on it is that when it comes to yoga, because there are so many different 
poses and positions and you know body awareness always keeping in mind what's the goal what's the goal of this movement what's the goal of this this prop just what is the goal and how that how can that benefit the client you know keeping those two things in mind then the benefits are endless awesome that's the thing like the the fun part about adaptive yoga is how creative it can be yep and no matter how many times or how many different ways I thought of doing a pose, students always come up with something new. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's shift gears a little bit. So we talked about spasticity, right? Now let's talk about mental focus. So one of the difficulties that people with MS have is cognitive impairment, right? So difficulty concentrating. Um, so how does yoga help? And I think we've touched on it some, but I want to park here for a second. How does it help mental focus and concentration? My first response to that would be just the breathing, right? Mm -hmm. Focusing on your breathing. Um, you, you have not been to a, a yoga class unless the instructor is saying focus on your breathing, right? When you do that, it's hard to think about Mindy, you, uh, you mentioned, I'm not Mindy. <laughs> Mindy, you mentioned this earlier about the, the list of 10 things that you had to do, right? But if you're focused on one thing, then um, that helps you to have that that mental focus. Um, and that one thing could be breathing. I love it. Absolutely. We can also add into that with the breath that there's a compassion element in mindfulness and in yoga. So it is really easy to lose our focus. We all do it. One of the common lines that yoga teachers and meditation teachers use is when your mind strays, from your breath or your focal point, whatever it may be, gently escort it back because we keep beginning again and again. And none of us are going to keep our focus because the, the, the mind is meant to go all over the place. So we can use the breath. We can use sensation as a focal point. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, you know, uh, I love that. And whenever I'm meditating, you know, it's like if your mind starts to wonder, come back to, you know, the breath, come back to whatever the mantra is that we're doing. And I think that that's so important because the other piece is that, you know, you can't beat yourself up because yoga and meditation is not necessarily emptying your mind, right? Um, yeah. It is focusing, but recognizing that you will get off track. Just make sure you bring it back, right? Um, and so I think that that's really important because we want to uh, recognize that it's not a failure if you start thinking about something. But, you know, it's beginning to recognize when you start to wander and instead of going off on that tangent, kind of letting that thought pass and getting back to that breath or getting back to that focal point or getting back to that mantra, et cetera. So I think that's extremely important. Now, this is a big one. Lots of people with MS have difficulty with balance. So yeah. one of the biggest reasons I recommend yoga is for balance difficulty. So for some people, when they're walking, they may fall over. It can be for a variety of reasons. It can be because of weakness. It can be because of spasms on one side of the body. It can be um, because uh, of poor coordination. So how does yoga help balance? So there are some tricks we use in yoga. Like for instance... Um, gazing or half gazing at a point that's not moving. Of course, breathing comes into this. And we use props. 
So when we do tree pose, I know my head is cut off right now, but, okay. yeah. <laughs> but we use a chair or we use a wall so that um, we have a prop so we know we're going to be safe because really safety is the first priority. You can't practice balance if you don't feel safe. So practicing against a wall, with a chair, um, with a cane can be very helpful. So you're in a safe environment, you know, a safe mm -hmm. container. And poses that we wouldn't necessarily think of as balance are for many people who um, have balance concerns and challenges. Just practicing warrior two in the chair can be a little bit scary if balance is off. Um, and so we might even have two chairs in front of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Almost yeah. any pose can become a balanced pose. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's so important. And again, I think the, the key here is that it can be adapted for each individual person. So I just really want people to, to recognize that yoga is something that can benefit everybody. And that, you know, of course, there are those pictures that you see in those magazines where somebody's in that perfect, you know, warrior one or warrior two. And, you know, those they're doing all those, you know, pigeon poses, almost in a split. But that doesn't, yeah. if you can do that, that's great. And some people will build up their abilities to be able to do that. But again, there is something for everybody. So I think that's Absolutely. really important to emphasize. And then the last thing I want to talk about is fatigue. So one of the misconceptions is that, um, you know, is that I talk to people about how exercise and movement improves fatigue, but a lot of times I say, Dr. Williams, but I'm too tired to exercise. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some of the benefits in terms of fatigue um, or energy, increased energy that we can see from a type of exercise or practice like yoga. So the breath number one is going to help. I know I sound like I'm repeating myself, but the breath can be so critical even to getting a good night's sleep. You know, doing like a some type of guided meditation before sleep can set the tone for the evening. Taking a break, um, a pause in your day, and putting your feet up on a chair. This is one of my that favorite. is my favorite favorite poses. <laughs> that is it right there. I love that. Or feet up on the wall. Yes. Absolutely. You know, I mean, this is a little harder sometimes for people to get in, but I always say to them, it could be worth it once you get there. It's mm -hmm. absolutely worth it. <laughs> absolutely worth it. Um, but feet on the chair is really nice too. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and here's and the thing, you don't have to you know, classes at traditional studios or gyms, maybe an hour and maybe 90 minutes. Start with five minutes of that, of what Mindy was just doing. Just start small, right? And then once you get the benefit of it in a five minute increment, you can do it for a little bit longer, a little bit longer, and then you find success in it. So it doesn't have to be that you sit down in front of a computer to log onto a class for 90 minutes, right? That that could be exhausting, right? right. Um, for someone that's starting out. Five minutes, just start there. Same thing with meditation, so. So I love it. And that segues into the last question. How do you get started, right? So it can also be overwhelming if you go Google yoga, right? There is yoga for 
sitting on a plane, yoga sitting at your desk. <laughs> I did a program one time, yoga for tired mommies. And I just <laughs> laid on the floor for, you know, there's yoga for people who work at the store. I mean, so how do you get started? You know, there's, it can be so overwhelming, you know, to think about all the different types of programs. Um, and as you all have emphasized, you want something that benefits you. We want something that's safe, especially if we're looking for something adaptive. So where do you start? Where do you start? At the beginning. Um, you find a teacher that's qualified, right? You find, So that's how you're going to be safe. Um, find a certified adaptive or accessible yoga teacher. Um, find somebody who's worked with people who have MS or whatever con, you know, condition it may be yeah. so that you feel safe. You can find these through different communities. If you you know, Google yoga for MS, it's going to come up. And um, we have daily virtual classes. And these are mostly chair classes. We do a little bit with standing and chair and a little bit on the mat just to give a little bit of variety. Um, so that given these times right now, our classes aren't meeting in person. So it might be hard to find an adaptive yoga class in person. You might be, if um, you can find maybe a one-on-one, -on -one, I think is a great way yes. to start with a teacher who teaches adaptive yoga, even if you're not going to continue to do the one-on-one -on -one, just to get comfortable might be a really nice thing to do. So you can become more familiar with the poses. Um, there's a lot of resources online. My students ask for these adaptive yoga cards and I don't recommend doing them without, um, you know, a teacher, but these are ways to remember. So if cog fog is going on, you can pick out a few cards, like you said, five minutes, pick out two or three poses and do them. Um, you can start with our, our virtual classes. They are, we do not charge for them. They're donation only. We put them out there so that people will have a resource and, um, and teachers who are experienced knowing what they're doing. Um, if you're not, if you're looking for someone else who's not necessarily chair yoga or adaptive yoga, always look to see that they, you know, studied and had certain qualifications. Mm -hmm. Really important. Yeah. I would say yoga alliance, right? Because I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of people can teach yoga, but um, are you a registered yoga instructor in the yoga alliance? You can check um, check that website to ensure that they are to Mindy's point. And just researching, um, I think it starts with actually just researching whether you want to do it virtually or in person, one on one or in a group. You know, there's a lot of different channels to do it. Just but starting with research and then yoga alliance. Yeah. Awesome sauce. Well, ladies, it's been amazing. Um, but we are coming to the end of our program. I will encourage our uh, folks who are tuned in. If you have a question that is specific to yoga or meditation, please drop it in the chat. Um, and we would love to answer your questions. And while we're doing that, I will have our guests tell us um, where to find them. So Mindy talked about classes that you all offer that your uh, organization offers. Tell us where to find you, Mindy. So we are Yoga Moves MS. And so if you look up yogamovesms.org, you will find us. We have a website and you can either email me. When you email info, it's going to come to me and I will respond to you pretty much within the day. 
and you'll fill out a waiver and we can have a little, there's a little bit. So traditionally yoga therapy, there's an assessment, which is done in the beginning just to get an idea, you know, are there injuries or what kind of things are you looking to do? Um, And if there's any questions, we answer them. And then you are ready to join our class um, and join us virtually. We have someone from Australia who comes in on Tuesday nights. It's really exciting that we're having people from all over join us. Awesome. 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 And what about you, Candice? So I am, um, while I don't have public classes, I do um, one-on-one courses, courses, one-on-one classes with clients. Um, And so if anyone is interested, they can just email us. You can um, email the team at info at bouncefitnessclub.com, info at bouncefitnessclub.com. Awesome. And tell us a little bit about Bounce Fitness. So, you know, Ah. I'm a huge Bounce Fitness fan, but while while we're waiting for a couple of questions, tell us a little bit about Bounce Fitness. Yeah, Bounce Fitness is a form of rebound fitness, right? So if you've ever seen the mini trampolines that people are bouncing on, it's similar to that, except we do them in rebound boots. Um, And it's great. So many uh, great benefits for um, knees. So it helps to protect your joints from impact. The boots themselves were originally created for runners and athletes who were rehabbing from injuries. Then it just made its way into the group fitness and then on, quite frankly, the medical fitness um, world as well. Um, So it's a great exercise for cardio, for strength training. Um, It does help balance too. A lot of people, same thing with yoga. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't have balance. Well, it helps with balance. So, um, and it's great fun, great fun. It's Mitzi, a lot of fun. We can't, it's a lot we, of fun. we can't wait to have you back in class. <laughs> I will definitely be back in class. Yeah. Everybody heard yeah. me say I was going back to class. <laughs> okay, so let's see if there are any comment, uh, questions. So I see one question. Does yoga nidra benefit only the mind? No, it's a, it's a, it's a way what to... Is yoga, so- what is yoga nidra? It, it's a, it's actually, man, I don't know the, the official definition, right? But um, during uh, Yoga Nidra, Nidra um, the instructor will guide you through relaxing your body one part at a time. So you're relaxing your front knuckle, then your palm of your hand, and then your forearm. And it's just a um, kind of a, a meditation where you're slowly relaxing your whole body. So there's physical and there are mental benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Anything that you want to add to that, Mindy? So it sounds a little bit like almost like a body scan. Like if you do a meditation, yeah. you do like a body people scan. People refer to it in different ways. Some people mm-hmm. think of it as guided uh, meditation or guided imagery together with maybe restorative yoga. The real um, one, as it was intended, tends to get more into the what they consider the different koshas or levels of the body. Um, so getting into a, it's, it's, it's a dream state, mm. but, you know, not really sleeping, um, more of a conscious dream state. It's, it's, mm. it's, it can have a lot of emotional psycho, a lot of people with trauma benefit greatly from it. Gotcha. gotcha. And we all have traumas of different types. Mm-hmm. Well, the past year and a half has been tra- traumatic for everybody. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I see a question in the chat um, that was earlier this evening that we probably answered, but just I'll have you go over this quickly. Mindy, what are the yoga benefits for those diagnosed with MS? Oh boy. You got another hour? I know. <laughs> Let's hit the high point. All right, all right. Well, big one. <laughs> fatigue, fatigue. So it helps people to perhaps realize when they are exhausted or how many spoons they can use for the day. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be a recharge. Mm -hmm. And if you're sleeping better, some people say that, you know, they immediately realize how they're sleeping better and they're better rested or putting their legs up the wall. So it's a way to balance out your energy throughout the day. If we're mouth breathing versus nose breathing, that's gonna be, that's gonna make a big difference in fatigue level. Um, so fatigue is a big one. Pain, right? We're having you speak at our holistic health event on pain. Yes. I'm so excited that you're gonna be there. And um, so yoga again, that, that whole mind-body connection and instead of having the fight or flight mode go on during pain and, you know, the reactive mind to be more of a response and to realize, oh, if I breathe and I maybe do a restorative pose or a stretch or whatever it may be, it's going to bring me more back to right here in this body. So we've got fatigue. We've got pain. We've got balance. We just talked about strengthening. Mm -hmm. um, flexibility. Mm -hmm. And I would add that yoga, the more we practice it, and I'm sure both of you would agree, it starts to take on more of a wellness umbrella mm -hmm. and lifestyle. And so it does impact nutrition. So that mm -hmm. goes so well together. And um, different types of exercise, the whole way, your diet, the way you think, the people that, or the that good energy that you want to be surrounded by, right? We don't want those bad vibes. Get them out of here. So you just become, it becomes more of this overview. And and what we haven't talked about uh, much is community can be humongous support. And that's what we find in our classes, that the support is incredible. Um, people who are just starting, you know, just got a diagnosis, are sharing with people who um, got a diagnosis and have been, around the block several times they're sharing and um that has been perhaps one of the best mood boosters so talk about anxiety and depression um the first study that came out on yoga for ms said fatigue it helped fatigue but then later studies have shown quality of life factors have improved awesome Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. And the only other thing is there are a couple of comments that people said that they would start learning about in uh, yoga. And then there was a comment for you, um, Mindy, where someone said, I'm so glad that I joined Mindy's classes. They have been amazing for me as well as the whole community. Mindy is the best. Oh, so, they are the best. With that said, Mindy and Candace, it has absolutely been my honor um, to speak with you ladies tonight and for you to provide your expertise and your time to educate about this extremely important topic that has so many benefits, not just for people with MS, but for all of us. I feel like I need to go do some yoga when we leave off of <laughs> this broadcast tonight. Um, so thank you everyone for your time and your attention this evening. Join us for Brain Chat again in two weeks. Same bat time, same bat channel. Have a good night, everybody.
Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> we honor you. <laughs>